0: Welcome back everyone to our High Five, where we're gonna highlight five awesome things that are happening in the life of our church. So let's jump into it. Up at number five, a team of people from One Church returned from Nicaragua this past week. On this trip, they spent time sharing the gospel, serving the local communities, and encouraging our ministry partners there. High five guys to sharing God's love all over the world. In at number four, this past Saturday, over 400 men of all ages gathered at our Manchester outpost for the Iron Sharpens Iron Men's Conference. This day was full of workshops designed to encourage dads, husbands, leaders, and workers. High five to all those guys in the region growing as men of God. Here at number three, this past weekend marked the completion of rooted spring semester 2023 and all participants gathered for a celebration dinner. The room was full of joy from having grown in their relationships with God and friendships within their groups. On behalf of one church and Rooted graduates from past seasons, we're sending this church-wide high five to all our Rooted participants and praise God who roots us in His love. In at number two, in partnering with their local parks department, many people from our Franklin outpost got together to donate and plant flowers at the Franklin Police Station this past week. What a sweet time of sharing God's love. High five, Franklin, to more times like these. And finally, up at number one, One Church is celebrating 15 baptisms from this past Sunday. This high five goes out to Gabby, Chuck, Jeremy, Kevin, Dan, Ashley, O'Neill, Chloe, Caitlin, Mark, Karen, Alex, Anna, Chris, and Melissa. We're so excited for how God will continue to work in and through you. Thanks for joining us for our high five. And I can't wait to celebrate with you in the next one.
1: Well, Franklin, we are just, we're moving right along, aren't we? We're just, we're so excited. There's community days, that was yesterday. Thank you for everyone that either stopped by the table or helped out with tie-dye, anyone that made a tie-dye shirt as well. It was just really fun for people to kind of come up and just experience the love of God in that way of us just being part of the community just sharing nothing but good news with people. Want to thank Angela for planting the flowers as well over at the police station and and just getting that rolling. we're just here, we're showing that we're investing in Franklin and we're here to stay. We want to impact this community in really great ways. And I'm just so excited for everything that God has going on down the road, not only for Franklin, but also for our outposts, for this body of believers, this church body right here, that's starting to gather together right now. Just so much is in the store. And we're we're continuing on in our sermon series called City on a Hill, where we're looking at our core practices here at One Church. And today, we are talking about prayer. And I think that prayer is kind of a good one to hit for Mother's Day, because if you talked to me at all, you know that I'm a lot. Uh, And there was two of me. There was me and my older brother, so I often imagine that my mom did a lot of praying while she was raising us. Like, Lord, they broke my grandfather's handmade clock with a football they were throwing in the house. Again. (laughs) So there's prayer there, but we're talking about prayer, and what prayer is, it's just a a great opportunity, a, a beautiful thing, a beautiful part of our relationship with God where we get to communicate with God. Communicate. Having a conversation back and forth. The, the creator of all things, God the Father, God over all things, ruler over all things, Lord most high, we get to sit down and have a conversation with him. Talking to, but then also listening to God as well. And this, this prayer, this communication, it can go a lot of different ways. There's this individual prayer that we can go about, whether it's daily time in prayer or praying throughout your day, but also a communal prayer, which can be really powerful. Everyone praying the same prayer it is really this, this magnificent thing. And at one church, we pray for one. We say, God, please give me one person to share your love with. And at first, you don't know, like, is this, is this working? Like, what's going on? Is this really being answered? Is God listening? But the more that I pray for when I've just been seeing more people that God has placed in my path, that I'm like, wow, like here's a person to share God's love with. It, ha- it happened yesterday. I was out to dinner with my wife and the guy that was just sitting right next to us just kind of opened up about his life story and everything that he's got going on and how he- he's struggled with the church and he's struggled with religion. And I just got to share like, yeah, dude, God's for you, not against you. It's just God opening up these doors. So that's why we ask everyone that's involved with one church to pray for one. God, please give me one person to share your love with. And the simple act of prayer is gonna connect us to God, that we are seeking him out, seeking to find out more of who he is, more of what his characteristics are, what it means to pursue godliness. As we pray for one, we are connecting to God, seeing what it means to live a life that is set aside through faith, through the Holy Spirit. And as we do that more, we're going to see like, okay, this is me talking to God, but God's all about people. So as we're talking and connecting to God, we are then going to in turn connect to people as well. Because as we pray more, there's going to be less of this sort of checklist that we're presenting to God and more of opening up our hearts and our minds like, God, what are you doing in the world around me? Who are you putting in my path that you want me to share your love with? As we're connecting to more people, we are then connecting to the mission of God, introducing more people to his love, more people to his transformative power that is based within his Holy Spirit. And what's great about Pray for One, this communal prayer, is it's, it's structured on, first, the greatest commandment. There was a time where Jesus was out teaching and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the experts in the law, came to him to try to trick him, but you can't trick Jesus. He's too quick for that. They said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the, in the law? And he says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Connect to God. Love your neighbor as yourself. Connect to people. And then as he continued on, when he was finished with his ministry, when, when Jesus was leaving His disciples to go out and continue his work amongst the people, he gave the greatest commandment where we connect to mission. Go, every nation, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go make disciples of all nations. That was his great commission, the mission that we have from Jesus to fill out. And it was always the plan. This was always God's plan to to create and build up this church, this body of believers that are gonna go out and fulfill his mission. Jesus came, he showed us what it meant to live a life that is pursuing godliness, a life that is set apart, that is different from everything else. And it's laid out even in the Sermon on the Mount, and that's where we find our memory verse for this series. It's Matthew chapter five, verse 14. It's up on the screen behind me if you wanna read it along. It says this, you are the light of the world, a city built on a hill, cannot be hidden. I was struck by that memory verse with this week while preparing the sermon. It says that you are the light of the world. The way that we're going to notice light, very simply, is that it's different from darkness. Light is different from darkness. So we're called to live a life that is different from the darkness. And I'm not up here saying like, oh, stay away from everybody. It's a dark world out there. You better watch out. No, it's living a life that isn't just focused on ourselves. It's living with our heads up, seeing how we can connect to people. But the best way that we're going to connect to people in our daily lives is first connecting to God. And what's so beautiful in being part of this, this family of God and being in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, having a relationship with God the Father, is that we are able to communicate with him through prayer. So to go through some of the who, what, when, where, whys and how of prayer, it's pretty simple, who can pray? Well, everyone can pray, and to be honest, a lot of people in life already do pray. No matter where you land on the faith scale, you kind of come across people that let out an oh my God, or maybe, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, and to that I'm like, hey, so you know him too. Like, hey, I'm glad you brought him up. Like we. My wife and I, we enjoy rock climbing down at a, a gym in Concord, and a lot of times with rock climbing, you know, you fall off and you get frustrated, or you don't know how to do a move, and you get frustrated, and a lot of people say, like, oh my God, like so in frustration, then they remember what I do for work, and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry, and it's that response of like, no, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up, <laughs> so you know that he exists, like there's something there, there's this understanding, and we can build off of that, but we're admitting it to a higher power when we do pray to God. Where can you pray? You can pray anywhere, whether it's in the car, it's at a restaurant, wherever it might be as you're going throughout your day. We talk about when, you know, we're called this idea. I remember as a kid, you know, reciting like, well, pray without ceasing, pray continuously. And we can go through that, but then also having a set aside part in the day to say, all right, God, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to do? having a communication with God, listening for him intently. But then even praying throughout your day, praying throughout interactions with people, praying as you're having conversations, because people are, or maybe might be opening up to you about a, a hardship. And we're not gonna have all the answers, but as we're having that conversation, let's be having another one communicating to God. God, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to do here? talk about why we pray. We're created to be in relationship with God. And this gets our heart in rhythm with God. Some people, the argument is like, oh, well, why pray? Because God already knows everything that's on my heart. But you see, we're pretty intricate beings that have a hard time untangling our emotions sometimes. So (laughs) praying to God can also be understanding what's on our heart. Yeah, God knows, but we might not always have a perfect Clear picture of what's going on. Prayer is what it is. It's communicating with God, having a relationship with Him, talking, but also listening as well. Then, how can we pray? It's a conversation. It can be journals. It can be while walking, while hiking, whatever it might be. But the, the funny thing with prayer is that through Jesus' ministry, the disciples only asked Jesus insight on one thing, like, how do we do this? And it was, how do we pray? And then Jesus took time, and he answered that as well. So on Mother's Day, we're going to be looking at the Lord's Prayer um, and just kind of seeing, and since it's Mother's Day, I guess we can call it the the mother of all prayers uh, is there. Uh, Thank you for that chuckle. I was wondering about that one. (laughs) But the Lord's Prayer, some people, you know, you can pray this one. It's fine. Some people, it's as an outline of how are we supposed to pray. So you can use it or, or not, but I think it does kind of lay out this quick outline and when we think about praying as we're entering into what some people might view as kind of scary, like, what do you say? We're talking to the creator of the heavens and the earth. What do I say? It's like, well, hey, we're talking to the creators of the heavens and the earth. You get to talk with him. Like, that's, that's a beautiful thing right off the bat. So instead of there being fear, it's this opportunity that we have for just experiencing his immense love for us that he would want to be in conversation with us. So it's in Matthew chapter six, when Jesus lays this out, the disciples ask and they say, uh, how should we pray? And he responds, this then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. If we could break that down a little bit, it starts right away with our father. Jesus doesn't say my father. He doesn't exclude us from there. Right away he says our father. We are all in this together as a family of believers that the creator of all things is indeed our father. And he's steering the ship. He's over us. He's the head of the house. We're acknowledging him. And then right after that, it says, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Being there in reverence to God, understanding like, God, you, you are amazing. And not that that should be a thing of fear, but a, a thing of awe, a thing that we are glorifying him. There you are. He is greater than us. Presenting our request to him says, hallowed be his name, his kingdom come, and his will be done. We're seeking out his kingdom to be here on earth. And what's great, what is a blessing that can be seen as a burden, is that he has left us, the church, to carry out his will here on earth. And we got nothing but good news to share. As we're talking to people, there can be that, they're like, like, oh, well, I don't believe in that God. And it's explaining like, okay, well, talk to me about that God that you believe in. And they're describing something that's way different. It's like, yeah, I don't believe in that God either. Let me tell you about the God that I believe in. A God that's about love and about patience, that he's caring that he is for you and not against you. We got nothing but good news to share. So let's not go at it with malice. Let's not go at it with hate not go at it with fear, trying to scare people into a relationship with Jesus. But the simple truth is it is the best news of all that no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what's been done to you is that God is for you. It says our daily bread. We have uh, the tendency to look way down the line and wanting, to got, and wanting to worry about everything that we got coming down the pipeline. But instead, this prayer asks, just daily bread. Sustain us daily with what is in front of us. And I promise you that God can handle that. God can be in control of, of all of that. He is in control of all of that. Talks about forgiving our sins, presenting our, our debts to God, which we like that part. We love the forgiveness part, but we don't always love the forgiving others part as we forgive our debtors things that people might have done to us that we're holding on to that's hard to let go maybe even things that we've done ourselves that are hard to let go but forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and in this last part I've, I've kind of seen differently lately lead us not to temptation but deliver us from evil we can often think that our our temptations, our struggles, our strongholds, like are just things that we got a burden and we got to take care of. But as the Lord's Prayer shows us, we can present those temptations to God, giving them to him, asking not to lead us down that, not to keep that far away from us, but only look to him and his love. This entire prayer, this idea of prayer, the act of prayer that we get to partake in as believers, it all connects us to God. Prayer connects us. God, we discover God's will. We're gonna be in Ephesians chapter six today. And right before the the main section we're gonna be looking at, Paul, the writer of Ephesians, lays out what's called the armor of God. Something to go through, and maybe even that is a can be a daily prayer for us: praying on the armor of God. It's something that we're asked to do as one church staff members to pray on the armor of God each day. And what I like to do is, I don't know if anyone has the Bible app, but you can have it read scripture to you. So I have it read that section to me. I feel like I have a teammate that's like putting the armor on me as I'm listening. And I like the, the I think he's South African. You can pick what, trans, what accent you like. So I feel extra like Lord of the Rings type stuff in there. But I want to read through this as it prepares us as we go through our daily lives and in this time of prayer that we have. It's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggles is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Just a quick pause right there, which I understand quick pause is, is, goes against itself, but... We often get ready and get worried about the things that we can see in our daily lives. But what this passage points out is that our battle is against the forces that we cannot see. Preparing our hearts for that. Because often the things that we can't see are the things that are gonna drag us down more than the things that we can. So let's pray on this armor of God. and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And after laying this out, praying this over us, Paul continues on, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. What does it mean to pray in the spirit? The Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. When Jesus Ascended into heaven, he said, I'm leaving you an advocate in my place. And he, as we are believers and we come into the family of God, the advocate, meaning the Holy Spirit, is with us. Holy Spirit living inside of us, transforming us from the inside out. And what's frustrating of the fact that it's from the inside out is often our outward actions aren't catching up with the transformation that's happening on the inside. We say something that we don't want to say, we do something that we don't want to do, and we're like, ah, that's not right. That's not what I wanted to do. It's because that transformation is coming from the inside. But the more that we connect to God, the greater that transformation is. The more that the things that we don't want to do are getting pushed away. Instead, we're looking towards the path that God has led us on. But really, when we're praying in the Spirit, we're yielding to the Holy Spirit within us and listening to him. So now we pray on all occasions. Prayer being the first response, not the last resort. A quick story of when this came to me, and maybe a bit of an extreme story, is uh, I first graduated college and started working for a construction company, and it was two Christian owners, really great guys, and I heard a story of a guy who fell off a ladder pretty high up, and he landed on a fence right on his back. And in that moment, the two owners, one, he immediately got his phone out. He was calling medical personnel. He was getting the insurance on the line. It's like, we got to make sure that this guy is taken care of. The other one said, stop, we should pray, which you should. (laughs) It was going through all this, but that first response that we have, and like I said, I know it's a pretty extreme story, but we can use it to check ourselves of when we're faced with struggles, when we're faced with turmoil, we're faced with these different things that might come in our path that trip us up, what is our first response? Is it to try to shoulder it ourselves or instead present our requests to God? We can pray in all kinds of ways and we can pray with all kinds of requests. God wants to hear from you. I'm not a dad, but I know my dad's favorite part of the day when he came home from work was just hearing about my day. Didn't matter, big or small. In my eyes, it was a big deal. And he wanted to hear about it. God's the same way even more, wanting to hear from us. So don't think it's too small for him. He cares about you, because to God, to God, we're a big deal. He sent his son to die on the cross for us, the greatest sacrifice of all. And it's a weird thing to say, to God, you're a big deal put a lot of things in place to be able to be in relationship with you. Prayer connects us to people as well, because we care about people's needs. To continue on in verse 18, it says, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray for people and not against people. We can sometimes throw in the uh, like, oh yeah, God, go get them. Like the go get them God prayer. We were praying against four people. We were praying against people, but really we get to be praying for people that we're all sharing the same salvation. We're all within the family of God. We should be lifting each other up in prayer. As we pray for people, we get to be mindful, we get to be alert, live with our eyes up. Being mindful of people, just, just being aware, it can be as simple as, as knowing somebody's name my grandpa always had a hard time getting out of church on Sundays just because he knew everyone's name. It drove my grandmother crazy. She, she went to go home and have lunch, but he's just there talking to everybody. Be mindful of people. Be aware of them. Be alert to the needs that they have. Checking in with people so that we know what to pray for. We have more people coming alongside one another presenting these requests to God. And then as we pray for people, we can be persistent as well. Don't give up on the work that God is doing in people's hearts. Don't give up on on people that are going through a hard time. Don't give up on prayers involving medical needs or prayers involving emotional needs, different turmoil, family turmoil, whatever it is. Be persistent in our prayers to God. And prayer connects us to mission because we live to share good news. We got nothing but good news to share. He's placed us here on earth to fulfill his will and carry out the mission of God. Paul finishes up with this. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Wherever we go, we're sharing good news. We're bringing good news with us. All being God's children, all being saved through the same forgiveness, all existing within the same salvation. What I'm sharing with you, you then share with others. It's all the same faith, the same salvation in Jesus. So we should pray for one another. Pray for one another fearlessly. Pray for one another that we, we may be fearless with sharing the good news. Because as we live a life that is different, as we're connecting to God more and more and being transformed by his love, people are gonna start to notice. People are gonna notice that we are living differently and eventually they're gonna ask why. Why? And here's our opportunity to share that good news fearlessly. I think fearlessly can also be that we're not holding it back from anybody. Right before this, it said, pray for all the Lord's people. It didn't say, only pray for the people that are nice to you. Only pray for the people that haven't hurt you. Only pray for this type of person. It says, all the Lord's people. And since we all exist in the same faith and in the same salvation, we're all the Lord's people. Everyone here in this room, everyone meeting at all of our other outposts, everybody that God is putting on your heart to share, he wants more people in community with him. So let's share this good news fearlessly. I've been guilty of not understanding the blessing that prayer is. This beautiful invitation that we get to have and communicate with the creator. But it's something that, as we mentioned, to God you're a big deal. He put a lot of things in motion and it's always been the plan for us to be in relationship with him. That's why he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. So he wants to hear from us. Let's continue on praying. All this was in the efforts for us to connect to God and that's why Jesus was sent here. And we recognize his death on the cross every time that we meet together and we partake in communion. So if you come in and you have one of those cups here with you, Just this time set apart where we get to recognize and acknowledge everything that God did for us. He was gathering together with his disciples, praying and being in community with one another. And on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you, do this. In remembrance of me. Let's go ahead and eat. In the same way, he took the cup. He said, This is my new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me to the king. Presenting our requests to God individually, that is a part of our prayer life, but then also coming together with prayer requests, with whatever we're struggling with. I mean, that's what strengthens the body. That's why God put us together as one, so that we can lift each other up. So if you're here today and you need prayer for anything, Tammy will be down here during these final few songs. I'd be happy to stick around and and pray with you afterwards as well with whatever you might be going through. But know that we're together and we get to lift each other up and connect to each other in that way. And also if you are here today and you wanna be baptized into the family of God, signifying that you are connecting to him through the, the beautiful act, the beautiful invitation of baptism being put to death, but then coming to life again signifying that. We are happy to celebrate that with you. We would be overjoyed to celebrate that with you together as well. Would you stand as we close in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much that we're able to pray together right now, that we're able to be in conversation with the creator of all things. Lord, we recognize that and we we are humbled by that. Lord, let us... Just never be lacking in thanksgiving for this beautiful invitation of prayer that you have for us. Lord, let us be a a people that lift up each other in prayer, that look to you in prayer, always presenting our requests to you in all occasions. Lord, the bottom line, we're thankful that you hear us right now. Lord, these prayers don't just loft up and away into nothing. Where we are connecting to you, Lord. Thank you so much for this time that we have together. Your name we pray. Amen. Lord, I come. I can.